two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. The latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor are always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Great to have your company here from CES, live in Las Vegas. Trevor along with you from EFTM.com, joined by Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mates. Good afternoon, Trevor. And Vegas, how's it treating you? How are you, you know going? What? It's great. This is, uh, I think it's been my favourite CES thus far, just kind of planning-wise. But yep. that would be the case, I assume, just every year it gets you get easier better at it. You get to better understand. At it. Yep. And I think that's because watching some people who are brand, who are new at it, you go, you really didn't realise it was going to take you that long to get from here to there, did you? No. And you booked that meeting there that you really shouldn't have taken. So Absolutely. you learn those things over you the years. You learn the ropes. And, you know, I do, I do have a lot of lot of help, so it's, it's, it makes life a bit easier. We do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, uh, proud sponsor of Two Blokes Talking Tech for a very long time. We appreciate their support. Let's get cracking on all the news from CES. Now, Stephen, our first order of business cannot be products. It cannot be... Um, in infrastructure, it cannot be uh, AI, voice assistance, yeah. yeah. But it is actually <laughs> tech because the power went out yesterday. <laughs> now, did it ever? Oh, you were in the central hall. I was standing yeah. right where I'm right now yeah. in the north hall, and there was a flicker. The lights flickered. Um, Bowen texts me and goes, "The Wi-Fi is not working. What's happening?" <laughs> and is I'm that going, how Bowen actually talks? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I've gone, uh, I've gone. It's fine for me. It's it, it was probably the the power surge. Okay. And then I, st- I looked at Twitter, and there's everyone saying there's a blackout. Like the central hall, the biggest hall at at the Las Vegas Convention Center, the most yeah. important place at CES, where yeah. Samsung, LG, Hisense, Sony, all the big guys, all are, of them are there. Was dark. It had gone well, black. I just walked in. I, I had a meeting at 11.30. I think it was 11.15 is when the power went out. Yep. And I was walking towards my meeting, so in the center of the central hall. Yep. And just, just as you get to the riser where you do the crosses from, yes. and I could have I had a perfect view all along the top of the of the stands. And then I just the, the power just went, all the power went out. But not only did it go dark straight away, it also went quiet straight away because all the sound was turned off. All the speakers were turned off. It was an eerie feeling in there. That was what was funny here. Even though the lights did not go off, there was clearly a, a surge that, that took the power down because a lot of these, we're in a kind of uh, car hall audio, yeah. a lot of car audio, a lot of doof-doof, that kind of thing. <laughs> and it was like right now, there's a bit of doof-doofing going on yeah. and it was it was kind of quiet because about five minutes later you started to hear things kind of boot back Come up back again. online. So, you know, I noticed it was black over there and we thought we'd better go over and get some photos and stuff mm. and they had cordoned the joint off. About So it was about an hour and a bit later that we, we went over and went, hang on a minute, A, yeah. I was meant to be there for a meeting and I thought, you know what, I don't need, I was well, going to the same meeting as you. I went, I, I still had it. I don't need. Still had the meeting. Well, that was my theory. I said, I don't need to see anything special because I knew what we were seeing and I knew yeah. that was just a device they needed yep. to pull out of their pocket. So... I thought I'll just go anyway, and they wouldn't let us in. All right. And I went, oh, okay, this is interesting. So they were they were letting people out, but not in. Yep. And the, the front doors were locked. So yeah. there was Homeland Security and police outside. Well, there was massive was the... crowds outside because they didn't want people coming in no. that would overwhelm security to get into but the hall. That, that was the thing, too. Like, I was right inside there, and you know how crowded CES is at the best yeah. of times. It was a lot of people around. The minute that the, it went dark, first thing everyone did was get their torches on their phones. Mm. But in that minute or so when everyone's thinking what the hell's going on there were a few people who i could see were visibly panicked and they thought what they they thought there's something sinister was going on so 
the world we live in today, everyone thought, oh, this is a terrorist attack or something. And there were a few people really anxious and, and bolted for the door. And yet there were other people joking around. I said, oh, it's like Ocean's Eleven. They had to black out. They're, they're doing yeah. a Las, Las Vegas casino heist. And yeah. so, so the reaction inside was quite interesting. So what I did, I had my meeting with Alcatel. Yeah. And we went, I said, I'm here. Well, let's have the meeting. And we walked down the hallway with our torches. And we were looking at phones with our torches. And had the room meeting in a pitch black room just yeah. to talk by torchlight. So what's interesting to me, though, is I know it's a funny story that power went out. But let's just talk about the impact of that. Now, your meeting was able to go ahead. Yeah. That's fine, but you know, pretty simple meeting. Let's be clear. Yeah. Um, I spoke to Angus Jones and, from LG, and he said, "Look, there's um, there's there's press uh, tours, there's there's briefings that go on all the time, and you can't tour the LG booth when it's blacked out because the television's there. You can't it's see the nano crystals. Right. You can't do anything. They right? roped so that, it off. So there's no media tours, right? Yeah. And this and this went on by the way for two and a half, three hours. Now, so two, that's, it, w- it was two hours it went for. But but yeah. the boot up took. Oh time, yeah, the boot right? up took about half hour, forty five so minutes. Let's yeah. just call it three hours. It was right? Samsung took even longer. I heard. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's three hours where meetings are gone. Now you know how it is. I mean, your, your diary is structured. Now yeah. if my three thirty meeting this afternoon isn't there, well I can't reschedule. You it's can't done. go back. Yeah, finish it. I'm you sorry, can't, mate. You can't because there's no space left in the schedule. Eh? That's, that's right. your that's your slot. Yeah. It's gone. So, it affected me too. I had a couple of meetings. I just had to wipe out. But the yeah. other way around, if I don't turn up, I can't just say, oh, "Can I come back in half an hour?" So think, forget media now. Think Harvey Norman. Think the biggest buyers in the country yeah. that look after JB Hi-Fi and the good guys and stuff. They, they were ready. Let's say they were going ready to go to Samsung, and and, it, and the next hour they were going to some other 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 mob. Yep. They can't just wait around, and and Samsung can't just up and find another yeah. slot in the schedule. Now, of course, they would because they have to for those for, things for the retailers. Well, I, I heard one the of the TV one of the TV companies here. I won't name them. There were some retailers on the stand when yes. that happened. That's correct. So yeah, and and they went to I, lunch. I jokingly said, "Geez, the black levels on the TV must look great." The TVs were turned off. It was a blackout. So there's a selling point there. The black looks awesome. And look, you know, one. Of, I think <laughs> we're talking about the same company. That they end up just going to lunch, which yeah. is still part of the part of the whole deal doing exactly thing. But right. a yeah. fascinating thing to happen because just finally on this, so biggest tech tech show in the world well, let's talk about what happened why it happened no, it was no, all the all the rain no power that well, that's place. what i was going to yeah, say yeah, yeah. the rain that the, the, the broke a 116 day longest drought in vegas history yep. two days earlier was was leaking the joint on the first day so on the first day of the show we had leaks that were not a good thing for technology yep. and on the second day of the show we lost power which is not a good thing for electrical well, the, the exactly the exact statement said that the it was because of condensation from heavy rainfall which caused the flashover of one of the facility's transformers in other words a transformer blue which is a big yeah. deal so it was. Uh, it was. Uh, I've been coming to the show for 15 years. That's the first time I've ever seen anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And first time I've seen rain during CES as well. So it was two firsts this yeah. year for me. Yeah, you don't pack umbrellas for CES. Do Definitely you? not. So then let's talk about stuff we've seen. Um, I think we'll kick it off. You've just seen, and I went yesterday yes. to Netgear. Um, yep. It's an interesting one because we go there every year. They have this place over the road, which is perfectly convenient, and the same place they take their retailers um, and they walk through your products. Now, yes, there's some new products there, but I got to tell you, I feel like it's a big behind-the-scenes software layer that they've yeah. that they've upgraded this year on several levels. I don't know where to start, but let's start with the gaming. Uh, wow. The Netgear Nighthawk gaming router. I'm um, loving that. Has a, a layer. So anyone that's logged into their 192.168.0.1 or whatever it is and <laughs> logged into the admin so that they could change the Wi-Fi password or check a port or something, not many people do it. And it's it's ugly. It's not an easy thing to do. It's, it's a bit nerdy. They have, uh, utilising the services of another organisation, created a dashboard, uh, an infrastructure, a firmware layer that allows you to not only see in in easy real-time what's happening, but control it. So 
two examples. I'll talk. I'll talk about the 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 bandwidth. You talk yeah. about the gaming because yep. the gaming thing is yeah. sensational, and you're a gamer. Um, at a at a kind of throughput level, I can I can sit there and I can say, radio for the smart TV, I want to allocate sixty percent of the bandwidth to that TV, because yeah. you want your Netflix to look good. And that Netflix or that smart TV, whatever's happening on it, gets priority over that part, that many lanes of the highway. Yeah. And the other lanes of the highway are there, but if they get congested, you can be you can be literally click on it and see yeah. what's using it, what's using it up, and what app and is what using it, what content is using. Yeah, that's right, incredible. And, and for me. And it's a stupid example, right? But I have two internet links at home simply because... Don't brag, mate. Two mate, NBN just, links too, just, by the way. Honestly, just let me finish. <laughs> simply because the unit that I use to broadcast on requires yep. like 24K, bugger all space. Yep. But any packet loss stuff ruins yep. it and, and yep. gives me a bad quality radio show. So right. if I can allocate one meg... You know, to, yeah. to that service, which which will be absolutely guaranteed, yep. and the rest is for the household. I, I awesome. can I can get rid of one of those services. Fantastic. So for me, that, that's the example that that shows people that you know, watching Netflix or your kids gaming can get some priority. You can yep. really take control of your network. But then, at a geolocated level, for those gamers around, unbelievable. Hello, hello, yeah, the gaming aspect of this, and that's the thing you got to remember. Gamers, and there's a lot of serious gamers out there. They every millisecond counts. So if if they lose a game. They'll do an autopsy of their equipment to say what caused that. Yeah. Why did they do this? Why did I do that? Now with the, with this new router, the Netgear Nighthawk gaming router, they can take a even deeper dive into the into their stats. They can even choose a, a server. Say I'm playing online. So I'm playing Call of Duty online, and I can then look at the ping. So if the longer the ping, the longer the lag in yes. the connection. So I can choose a server that's got the best ping so I, I, I in the example in the demo today there was one that offered me nine milliseconds and there was another one that was 72 milliseconds so which one do you reckon i'm going to choose the, the closer one so that makes a big difference in the game what i also but like it actually too, just excludes like you can set a circle and just exclude well, ones that don't have you, you uh, drag you can drag it also so you can see like a top-down map of all the devices and with your mouse you can actually drag your console to the edge and give it 95 percent of the bandwidth and everyone else sort of shrinks down I play my games late at night. Everyone's in bed anyway. But if I was playing during the day and I could allocate myself a little bit more, yeah. that's the control you have. What I also like too is they've got this this buffer this buffer feature where think think of the, the, the you know what buffering is is when say the pipe gets full and everything starts to back up. The yeah. buffering starts to happen. In this pipe with this new router, you can actually reserve. 10% or whatever you want, like a little express lane that's always available no matter what. So that could also help you with your gaming too or whatever you for the radio show or for your Netflix, whatever yeah. you want. So it's always there. Really great features they've included. So let's quickly move through the rest of the stuff. The other back-end stuff, um, I talked about this a while ago and I wrote about it, but Disney Circle is is being embedded into a lot more of their devices. This is a yeah, fantastic parental, parental control. control. Awesome. And, and then their security with... This is good of, for you. I reckon you, mate, your, your kids are the perfect age oh, no, for this. Well, my kids tested it. It was unbelievable yeah, to be able to Really what good. app they're using on the on their devices. So you've got parental control now uh, available, not as just a thing they send you away to, but it's now integrated in. Plus, you've got security with Bitdefender. They've basically what they've done is invested in the user interface of their app, which yeah. wasn't amazing. It was okay, but it wasn't amazing. Yeah. Google Wi-Fi, amazing app. Yeah. So what they've done is they've gone right here. We need to catch up. We need to beat them because they've got better devices, yeah. but the user experience wasn't as good. So I think they're absolutely making leaps and bounds there. Now at an Orbi level. They've got a, a, a much smaller Orbi product yeah, coming into a, market a budget this, this year, yep. which which still has the Orbi technology, so it'll yeah. still be a better technology. But slightly slower though, isn't it? Just it's just slower, slightly slower, which 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 is fine to yeah. to compete with the others. Yeah. Um, and I think that's cool. And then over at Arlo, mate, 
the, the yeah, light. The light. Perfect. So there's no camera. It's just an Arlo light. But works with the camera. Though, Correct. So you can yeah. say there's a sensor on it and a light. So you can say if the light senses motion, turn the light on and turn that camera on recording. Yeah. Or if the camera senses motion, turn that light on. So you can yeah. actually so use motion activated ecosystem. Yeah. And now they've also got Google Assistant. So you can now say, hey, Google, show me the Arlo back deck camera on my iPad. Yep. And you got that sort of control as well. So they've uh, really, really nice update of the features. And they're integrating HomeKit too. As well, yes, they are. So, uh, and uh, I, I quite make the gaming route. I say, look, the minute you can get me one of these, I want it because my call, call of duty kill death ratio is going to improve out of sight. You're a sick man. My KDR, pretty, they call that. You're a sick man. So Alcatel, um, you mentioned that this you were down. Th- you mentioned you were down there during the uh, the power blackout. Yes, my meeting in the dark. <laughs> Your meeting in the dark. Yeah. Um, so they announced uh, this week that they are bringing, and, and we'd spoken to Sam about this previously. They're bringing eighteen by nine by nine screens, which is the the tall, long screen ratio screen that we're seeing front, yep. in, in the LG G6, the Samsungs, and the iPhones. They're bringing those to Alcatel phones, and why that's important is because. In just one year, this new smartphone technology, this new thing that people are asking for, is going to be in $99 phones. Yeah, it's filtered all the way down from the feed. Like a year ago, you're right, all the, all the premium phones had this feature. Now it's going to go down to the Series 1 or the 1 Series. They're going to have the 3 Series and the 5 Series. And I had a quick look at these, and Alcatel aren't going to disclose the exact specs and all the, the camera strengths and all that mm. until Mobile World Congress in another six weeks. But the quality of the phones, I had a touch of Sorry, feel. I just had a panic attack. The, uh, Six the, weeks. The, uh, yeah, well, that's coming up soon, yeah. The, uh, the Alcatel 5 Series is, is uh, going to have a dual front camera, 5.7-inch screen, premium look and feel, again, 18 by 9 The 3 Series, bigger screen, 6-inch, 18 by 9 as well, dual rear camera. And the 1 Series, which will also still, all of those have fingerprint readers. Even the 1 Series will have a fingerprint reader. Right. It'll be like under $150 in Australia when it comes out. And again, 18 by 9 quality. Really, really nice designs across the board as well. Alcatel showing that they can make quality at affordable prices. And it does help that they're backed by TCL, which is one of the third largest panel maker in the world. So they've got... They can guarantee the, supply. That's right. So they've got the efficiency of not only cost, but also the, of the, the time it takes to make the product. So that, that that saving is then passed on to the customer. That and just, efficiency. And just to put that in context for people, if you're a you know Chinese manufacturer of mobile phones and you don't have TCL as your owner, you've got to go to a company and make an order for displays, and that company has to deliver on that order on a month by month basis. And if they mm. if they fall short by ten percent, then you're ten percent down on your stock level. So what this allows them to do is say, right, we're going to guarantee supply through yeah. our own uh, company supply chain. It's a brilliant Absolutely. idea. Yeah. No, I, I'm looking forward to seeing these phones. I think they're Alcatel have done well and the TCL brand of course are also uh, looking after Blackberry yep. but, uh, and, and Alcatel is their other company that's under that umbrella but uh, I think Alcatel look, looking uh, I'm surprised how quickly those premium features like the 18x9 yeah. has filtered down to this entry level it took only a year well let's walk over to Huawei and it's interesting to me that they're talking so much about the Mate 10 here Yes, the Mate um, 10 Pro, yeah, There's nice. apparently some drama that the US mobile networks have dropped Huawei, and that, that's why they've announced them as all being unlocked and, and available really? in big retails. I haven't seen that story. Someone said it okay. to me. Okay. But the Mate 10 has been out in Australia for a while, 
So Mate 10 was out in uh, it's, November. It's just it's interesting that that is the the, the, the focus here. But I'm yeah. I want to focus on uh, a consumer product which we haven't seen from Huawei before, which is Wi-Fi. They're, they're bringing out a you know Orbi Google Wi-Fi style uh, mesh Wi-Fi system. Now they what they do talk about in if you look at the detail is they talk about the world the the fastest backhaul, which is Netgear's big thing is that their tri-band backhaul is what makes theirs more efficient and better than yeah. the others. Yep. So it will be interesting to see the nerds, because I couldn't do it, compare the <laughs> Huawei, I think it's yeah. Q2, it's called, or something like that, to, to things like the Orbi. But it'll also be interesting to see whether it even comes to Australia. Uh, exactly. Because it's That's all well and good to have a product, yeah. but is, is JB Hi-Fi going to stock a Huawei router? Yeah, when Google Wi-Fi sitting on the shelf next to it. Yeah, so and that, yeah. That, to be clear, that, that's kind of what they're competing against, the, this Huawei product. Yeah. And we'll talk about D-Link in a minute. They, they've, got, they've got the similar Google Wi-Fi-esque yeah. product. Google Wi-Fi, Orbi, VLOP, they're competing with that. Yeah. So why is JB going to go, we'll bring another brand in? I don't know they'll get into Australia. Well, maybe not here, but yeah, maybe not in Australia, but uh, across, across Asia. Huawei is a massive company in China, oh, totally, so it's, totally. uh, it's it's a different story there. So D-Link, D-Link, well, they've got uh, several announcements as well. One of them is also a mesh type network called uh, device called the Cover C O V R. So they've got two models of the Cover. So one is similar to Orbi, in other words, it's got a base station and a satellite, mm. and the other is more like Google Wi-Fi, where you, you get three in a pack and then you you can put them around your house. It connects to your existing modem and it gives you solid Wi-Fi coverage. Yep. D-Link also had a similar product. Well, not a similar to Netgear, but Net- Netgear's product was uh, just an update to the software. D-Link has a, a product that has McAfee baked in, if you like. So you, right. it's got a McAfee interface, so you can monitor all the devices in your home. You can monitor if there's any vulnerabilities. Like the guy did an example where the family, the light in the family room didn't have a, a secure enough password, and they, they simulated a hack where the flat light was flashing, 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 and... This, the, the McAfee uh, dashboard alerted them and fixed the problem in like 20 seconds. So wow. it, it shut it down and said, right, there's a problem here, you need to change so that password. So isn't it interesting that the you know, Netgear announced Bitdefender, D-Link's got McAfee, so we're basically seeing um, security come into the network level because essentially yeah. the threats are so big now that you can't rely on people's devices. Exactly, and the good thing too with both the, Net, the Netgear solution with Bitdefender and McAfee with uh, D-Link is that those devices are protected in the home, but part of the deal is there are unlimited licenses to install security onto the devices. So when they leave your network, they're still protected. Yeah. You got to remember that it's okay if you're under your in your Wi-Fi, but if you go out in the world, which is what we do, there's still security on that device, so it's still protected. An unlimited number of licenses. The other products from D-Link were uh, similar to Arlo. They had a wire-free camera with what they claim to have up to 11 months battery life just out of one rechargeable camera. They've also got a similar to the Arlo Go, which has got its own SIM card, so it's yep. 4G LTE camera. So they're very much, I think, going after Arlo in that respect with their the, they, that mobile camera, the Go, the, the SIM card-enabled camera, wire-free. And they've also got another some other range of existing cameras that are now also Google Assistant-friendly too. So... Then there was the Telstra Roundtable this morning. A strange yes. company to be at CES. At the, win, at the win, yes. Frankly, because, yeah. you know... They've been here for the last three, four years. Absolutely. They do it every year. But you're still, you're still kind of wondering... And you've never been to one of their press conferences. Well, the, the Roundtable. CEO comes here, mate. <laughs> sorry, mate. He comes to you. I forgot who I was talking to. I'm sorry. I forgot who you I was talking to. You walked straight into that. Wow. Okay. I'll say Andy, mate. Like, I can't make it. Come to me. And he'll go, who are you? <laughs> Trevor? Yeah, sure, mate. I'll be there in a minute. In fact, I'll be there 24 hours early. Yeah, that did happen. Anyway, so Andy Penn came uh, and we talked about what they were announcing, which is narrowband IoT, which Vodafone announced in October. 
And it's this whole connectivity of devices. And we're yeah. not talking about mobiles. We're talking about chips on Sensors cows and, and bloody... Yeah. Smart cows, they said. Sprinklers and, you know, <laughs> anything. It, it, it's, yeah. And narrowband goes further. Yeah, narrowband devices use no battery, basically no battery. Yeah. So it's an interesting future, but I, I find it very hard thing to contextualise for people. Well, don't I you? think what... I, I was at this uh, presser. I had to go with everyone else, unlike yourself. But uh, I, I, I sat in there up. and Andy Penn was talking about... Look, he said that three years ago or whenever he came into this job he goes part of my brief was part of my mission was to define this company as a connected company that is that can enable all this connectivity we're seeing around us so he was obviously talking about the reliability of the Telstra network the speed of the Telstra network and these little narrow band devices which will connect so you can imagine a farmer in the middle of Australia without there's no there's there's no Wi-Fi network in the middle of a field with near the cows or whatever it is but if the, if the mobile network can pick it up then he can monitor the moisture his soil moisture or where the cows have moved that day so yeah that's an example of where it's going to operate and even a lot of smart devices in, in, their, in our cities and towns now will also use this same network. So then I asked him about 5G, and I'm sure he was asked about 5G yes. at the roundtable as well. And I did correct him. He said, oh, the, the Winter Olympic Games are in, uh, in three or four months. I said, mate, they're actually next month. Oh, they really? Goes, really, yeah, in February in Seoul, okay. in, well, uh, in South Korea. Because no one gives yeah. a rat's, mate. <laughs> when was the last time anyone gave a rat's about the Olympic Games, the Winter Olympics? When Stephen Bradbury fell, uh, you think floated so? past everyone that fell over. Okay. Oh, you don't agree? Oh, no, I don't know. You're I think a passionate Winter, Winter Olympic well, fan. I'm not a passionate fan, but there are a lot of people who enjoy skiing and, uh, you know... So I mentioned bobsledding. 5G to him, and because there's a lot of talk about 5G in a lot of places. <laughs> Intel's got a big booth, and obviously Telstra's here. So well, why, why? what's happening with 5G? Now, a lot of people talk about it coming and launching and whatnot, but in the end, the standard for 5G hasn't been, been announced yet. It's not yeah. formal. He said to me, look, in September, they're, yeah. they're, they're holding the 3GPP conference, which yeah. is where the, the basic standards the standard. will be, be set. Yeah. They're doing trials at the Gold Coast. Commonwealth Games and I said when will we see 5G and he said I I think you'll find commercial services in 2019 so essentially 5G is coming next you've got to remember too for our listeners it's okay to have 5G a network mm. you need to have the devices too so Six weeks. W- one, won't, one won't work without the other so you think at, at MWC this year we're going to see 5G Here's what networks problem. are in 5G 5G already this or that it'll be 5G ready you mean this is the problem right if a company announces a 5G device in 6 weeks from now at MWC yeah. which they will because they want to be the first 5G device it's like parking a Ferrari in a garage well, you, can't, no, you can't use it it's worse you know what it's like this would be a bad analogy for a non-Formula 1 fan it's like building the 2021 Formula 1 car yeah. now before the regulations are set because if you build it with a V8 engine and they say, no, nah, it's going to be four-cylinder, okay. you're screwed. Good analogy, Trev. I, yeah. I love that you brought the Formula 1 into it. Absolutely. Very so nice. it, it's likely that, that they'll know what's what's likely yeah, to happen. Totally. What if it changes? Yeah. It's actually MWC 2019 where we'll see the first genuine consumer 5G Absolutely phones. right. We should, we should and point it'll probably, out that It probably won't be until September 29, do that Apple goes yeah. 5G. Uh, you're probably right. Yeah, so we, not this year's phones, but next year's phones. So end of 2019. They won't wait till 2020, though. No, I don't think so. But we, we should. Five G is going to enable a lot of a lot of things. We're going to get a lot more speed, a lot more capacity. Yeah. So it's going to be, I think, even drawing closer. Like the biggest problem with everyone says, "Oh, look, oh, I've already got fifty megabits per second on my mobile network. Mm. Why can't? Why do I need the NBN?" Well, the five G will provide that extra capacity, perhaps, so that it is sort of more comparable to the NBN. Probably won't handle the same load as as the NBN, Correct. but getting closer though, it's going to enable a lot more. Uh, a lot more bandwidth, a lot more speed. So you just imagine. Get ready for the what, clickbait about what, the five G. Uh, what apps are going to do? Yeah, on on the uh, 
uh, on your phone. So, but we're not going to see hardware probably for twelve months now. Or no, you reckon it might be? I think someone talked about something. Talked MWC, about, yeah. yeah. Someone wants to be the first. Correct. Now, headphones. A um, lot of audio products here. A lot of great products here, mate. I saw a set of headphones yesterday from AKG, Inny, um, and they had uh, and they had like. Uh, Three drivers that was like all complex audio stuff. I'm not worried about the audio stuff, although they are amazing headphones. They sound great. Fifteen hundred dollars, AKG N five double O fives, and they had a, a threaded cable. You know when they they twist the cable around itself. Uh, it's a very professional thing yep. to do. So they're professional studio headphones with a threaded cable. Beautiful. But then you open the box, and for a start, the box is magnificent, numbered everything. There's an you can take the cable off the earpieces and put a different cable on. Now they're very like specific cables you put on. Uh-huh. But one of the cable options is Bluetooth. So you've got the option of having Bluetooth, like studio quality Bluetooth headphones, okay. or taking the Bluetooth cable out and putting in proper threaded cables so you can go to high-res audio and yeah, things right. like that. See, a big problem with high-res audio is you can't do it over Car, Bluetooth. Bluetooth yeah. So, mate, these things... So they're he- not earphones, they're headphones. Over earphones. The earphones. Earphones. Tiny little earphones right. that you, you, you... So you connect with the cable. That, that connect, you can connect with a Bluetooth cable, you know, a, yeah. a controller on one side, battery on the other, yeah. a little tiny screw into the, into the <laughs> earpiece, wow. and then you can take that off and put in a proper threaded cable. One with an inline mic, there's another one without. Yeah, wow. And how, and big, how big is the earpiece then? Is it like a like ten cent piece? Tiny, yeah, right. right? Less, small than ten cent piece. Okay. And then and in there's the still room for a th- screw for this. cable in. Then in the box, there's four sets of filters. You know the little filter that goes inside. So there's different. Yeah. There's like a base filter. There's different really? styles of filter. Mate, is it a little bit fiddly though? Or? Of course, but you're not going to change the filter every time. You yeah, change right. it to suit your style. So that'll be a serious audio file. Would go to that much trouble. Fifteen hundred dollars, a lot of money. Yeah, it's not going to be in Harvey Norman. No. But I've got to tell you, mate, this is probably one of the most impressive products I've seen at CES. Wow. Because it, it, you know, I've seen a lot of Bluetooth headphones, but I know that some people prefer the the plug in. Yeah. And so you have the flexibility quality, of both. Yeah, yeah. Mate, okay. they've gone all out on this thing. Wow. At fifteen hundred Aussie dollars or US dollars? Fifteen hundred Aussie. Wow. Yeah, it's a thousand thousand US. Jeez. So you'd have to be a serious listener for that one, I'd say. I know, but oh, I think people need to know it exists. I must go and listen to them. Did you actually take a listen to yeah. them as well? All right, so good, good Beautiful. quality. All right. Beautiful. Very nice. What's happening down at Whirlpool? Well, Whirlpool, I had a look around the stand today, and again, very impressive with their, their appliances. We're talking uh, ovens, microwave ovens, refrigerators, washing machines, and... The, but the most impressive thing was kind of the software behind them. They've got they've got a, a an app called Yumly, so yes. you, you you can enter into this app. Say say you're you're a, uh, you're allergic to certain types of foods, or you're you're you prefer gluten free. You can with this app scan your ingredients. So say you have got all your ingredients in front of you on a table. This it'll pick out the asparagus and the and the broccoli and everything else, the protein, the chicken, the fish, the meat. And then you just scroll up, and all of the ingredients that it saw, yeah. it will give you recipes for. Yeah. So you can then choose the it's meal. It's a great idea, but is it going to work in reality? Well, imagine, well, I use myself as an example. No, no, I no, can't no, cook no. to save my life. No, no, no. I'm okay. talking about the technology. I oh, know, it worked right in front of me. I did a live yeah, demo, yeah. Yes, but they've got, in the, in the fridge on demo, they've got a pineapple sitting right there. No, but it was a, all on a bench. They all bought it out on a bench top. Okay. Yeah. But again, it's it's like specifically, it's yeah. beautiful foods. It, I was surprised by its accuracy. Okay. And it, no, there were just veggies just sitting in a tray in front of me. I thought 
I thought their appliances were better than that app even. Yeah. The, the oven that's the, that's smartphone connected. And a lot of the time we, we say, why do we want an oven that's smartphone connected? The yeah. idea of preheating an oven before you get home is a bloody good idea. Absolutely. Well, that's what this app does too. So say you want you pick a menu, pick a recipe, and you before it gives you the step-by-step video instructions, it says start, send to the oven. Yeah. So the oven's already preheating as you're preparing. I like the idea of I'm driving home from your place. It's like a five-hour drive. <laughs> Um, yeah, right. Amanda you, says you drive slow. Amanda says uh, she's at a mother's place. They're having dinner there. You'll have to look after yourself. I stop at Coles, get some hot chips, you know, frozen chips and a meat pie. I just open preheat the, the oven. Open the smartphone, preheat the oven, and when I get home, it's twenty minutes instead of thirty-five. There you go. But that, that fifteen-minute counts, mate. Big time. The microwave. But again, yeah. it took some of their technology they announced last year, the, the barcode scanning. Yes. You, you, you scan your, your frozen meal. That's in the Whirlpool app. In the yeah, Whirlpool app. In the, in the Whirlpool app. And, and the microwave, the microwave knows exactly the, how to do it. So it gets the temperature and the length of yeah. time. This is all you uh, need. The other two, a couple of other things that I saw. Did you see the, um, you know how some people live in apartments, they haven't got a massive kitchen. Yep. And trying to fit a microwave in a kitchen is difficult. Correct. So what Whirlpool have done, have created a product, a, a microwave that actually replaces your range hood. So it's long and wide, oh. and and it fits above your oven, above your stove. Hang on, but does it blow air up for the range? It is. Hood? It's a range hood as well. So it's a long, thin microwave, not not as deep as a normal microwave in terms of height, but, but quite wide, and is a range hood as well. So you can rather than having, you can just pop out your range hood and it's put a good it replace with space. a microwave. Well, that's what I'm saying. People in small apartments. The other thing I saw was their washing machine. Now, the washing machine, you know, when you, when you do your washing, it's a washer-dryer, by the way. So when you put your washing in, you've got to try and think, well, how much detergent do I need? I'm going to put that much in and just be done with it. I'll just get a scoop. Well, that's what everyone usually does. And sometimes that's not enough. It might be too much. But what this does, you, put in, you can put in up to 20 loads worth of detergent in the machine. And then it will it weigh your, your thing and does the exact amount of detergent. It's a dryer as well. There's also a feature, I think, when you've done the drying and you're not ready to take them out, there's also a wrinkle-free mode where you can activate that on the app and it'll just, just gently tumble your clothes uh, so they don't sit there and get wrinkled. So it'll, it'll keep circling them in the dryer so they don't get all crinkled. Nice. Wrinkle-free mode. Lots of cool stuff from Whirlpool. You can read about those things at techguide.com.au and a bunch more at eftm.com. Stephen, you leave tomorrow, tonight? Uh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow yeah, night? Oh, I'm I thought you are leaving on Thursday. No, no, night. no, Friday night, and I'm uh, going to be in L.A. for three days. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, um, I don't, well, I think that'll be it this for This will CES be us for us. us. Yeah, this will be it. We'll be back next week with some reflections on CES and yeah. other tech news. But, mate, it's been a good show. Lots to see. Interesting, though. Not, no one standout. Like, remember last yeah. year? LG, wallpaper. Boom, Although, it was amazing. One, one thing, I'd, I had a good look around the Samsung booth. Yeah. And biggest, I think that booth reflected to me the biggest change of, the, of CES. Yeah. Normally, you walk in the Samsung booth it's and product, you, product, there's product, product. TVs as far as the eye can see. Yeah. Every size, every style. Wasn't one in there. Apart from the ones on the wall demonstrating all the features. The technology. There wasn't one TV standalone, this is a TV, how big it is, and the type of technology in it. That wasn't there. So it just goes to show it's not about the product, it's about what you can do with the product. Same in LG. Remember that last year, even they had the wallpaper there just yes. spinning around. It was yeah. all the focus in the middle but, was But TVs. they still had them on display. They were all around oh, the edges. Yeah, yeah. And that, but, again, it's less than they had last year. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's more so about the environment, the ecosystem. It's about all of that, oh, yeah. And, by the way, the, I mean, the, the obvious winner of the show is Google. Google oh, Assistant they're everywhere. bloody everywhere. I you reckon walk through Pioneer cars down here, they've got a whole big hollow Google. I mean, it's yeah. everywhere. I reckon someone said, hey, Google, too loud in the central hall. That's what caused the blackout. <laughs> I reckon that's what happened. Everything just went into meltdown. Two blokes talking tech. We'll be back next week, Stephen. Lovely to see you on this side of the world. We'll do it again next week uh, from home. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two blokes talking tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.